episode two. This is happening. Thank you for tuning into the Flying Sign with Joe Clay. Now, this past weekend was Mother's Day, so I hope everyone was able to spend time with their mothers uh, who are here with us on Earth. For those whose mothers have gone into the great beyond, uh, I hope your brain was filled with fond and warm memories uh, of the past with them. So, uh, I took some time to reflect on my mother, who fortunately is still here with us, and I remembered something that she did as a parent to me, and now that I'm a parent to a 18-month-old little girl, uh, I realized that I did something that she has done, and I wanted to share that with you. So, like many of you, uh, I'm sure, I was a child of the drive-thru. Now, what is a child of the drive-thru, you may ask? It means, in one word, uh, that I was fat. And um, and I, I say that comically. Because you that was at a time where everyone was kind of fat because they didn't know... I mean, everyone knew that drive-thru food was not bad, but not like we know now. And so, as a drive-thru fat kid, you accumulate uh, drive-thru meal toys, and you start to get collections of them. So I was probably 10 or 11, and my baby brother was in one of his first collections of drive-thru toys. Now, I believe the toy at the time was uh, for the movie Peter Pan 2, which was a straight-to-DVD, or probably VHS at the time, uh, movie where Wendy's daughter Jane somehow gets trapped in Neverland or blah blah blah. Uh, so the toys each each one pieced together to become a giant ship. Now, my brother needed one more toy, and I believe it was the one with Captain Hook. So she needed number eight. The toys are numbered, for those of you who weren't fat. So what she did, because she loved my brother and must have hated me because she made me get in the passenger side as we toured around the McDonald's of the greater Greenwood south side of Indianapolis neighborhood. Going from McDonald's to McDonald's as she would pull up, um... Yeah, could I get a uh, large Diet Coke? And and I know this sounds really weird, but do you have the number eight? Uh, let me check. Uh, we got number 10 uh, with, uh, with, with Mr. Smee. Oh, no, no, we need number eight with Captain Hook. You know what? Forget about the Coke. Have a good day. And we did that probably, I don't know, at least six or seven times over the course of a couple weeks looking for that Captain Hook. And to her success, we finally got it. And got home, my brother pieced it together, and had the ship with all the characters from the movie. Now, I'm sure that is not rotting in some landfill somewhere, but it made him happy for the time that it did, and that was thanks to my mother. Um, She cares and cared at the time, for all three of her sons, and uh, 
I love her very much for that. So today we have my friend Ashton Ross, who goes back many years to when uh, we both started at Starbucks together. He came on this podcast and, and discussed a time in his life and his youth of of blossoming and coming out in a in an environment that uh, told him not to and said it was wrong and battled with battled with that all through his adolescence and now has found the courage to not only be who he is for himself but for the youth in the LGBT community of today and he tells his story and we share some laughs about our old times and about how we used to fight and laugh and cry together and uh, this conversation meant a lot to me so please enjoy as you hear the origin of boy gorge What, what was it? It was, I started at Starbucks, or we met at Emerson you and Main. Been, you had been a regular at the Starbucks, so like I had started at Emerson and Main Street, you were a regular, and I was like, ooh, like that's like that's that Joe Clady boy, like I, he used to work here. I used to work there, right, right. And so you came back, and at that time, uh, I think like one of our first interactions was like, wait, your name's Joe, and like, we work at Starbucks, so like are you a hot cup of Joe? Right. And like it was really just like... Very playful. Like, I think that just, like, kind of, like, instantly it solidified our friendship. Well, and at the time, that was, so that would have been, like, August or something of 2013-ish. Yeah. And at the time, I was going through that just terrible breakup. Uh, with the and, oh, Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, just the, um, the attention from, like, you and Melissa and Elena, just, like, a friendly mess around. Yeah. Like, when you guys, like, called me Hot Cup of Joe, it was just, like... Oh, we lived for it. I lived for it. Good. I, I we loved it. Yeah, it was just so nice to, like, feel... Feel like I was worth a shit. Yeah. You know, like, like I could come to work, have fun with people, mm-hmm. and then, like, I let my guard down and was able to walk on the floor singing like I always did. Which is, like, anybody should go through their life and be able to live it the way that they want to. And, like, breakups are really, like, complicated situations because it's just, like, it ruins you. And, like, you've lost yourself to another person and you have to refine yourself. And so, like, there's a lot of that that's just, like, it's really raw feeling. And so, like... Elena, Melody, and myself, and I even think like JoJo is like still. She came like, in a we, little. Well, yeah, she, she hopped going, on the bandwagon too. Like, yeah, she <laughs> came. She came. I think a couple months after that, but she had just started going through a breakup too. I think that's why we. She connected. was going through a lot as well yeah. during that time frame. And so, uh, but the problem was, like, I had worked there with her, like the when I not Joe, but like Tara. the the breakup, yeah, uh, yeah. like the the very first time, and. Uh, I don't know. It made like being in that environment again, like nostalgic. And so like, it was like going through the breakup and now I'm like back at the place where we met. And I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. You know? But, but there's also something really like empowering about that is like you reclaim that environment. It, that's yourself. exactly it. And you're you right. That's yourself. exactly you how it was. And, and with the friendships that I made mm-hmm. with you, it was a new, and, it was a new yeah, chapter. It was like all these new and some familiar faces that helped work through that. And, 
I don't know. I'm grateful for it. Well, I mean, like the regulars had to be rough of like, oh, like, so how is like home? And I, so like there would be days where I'd be like, uh-uh, we're not talking about that. Right. Like, uh-uh. You were kind of like, like I'll my... I'll decaf you. Like, you, I'll decaf the shit out of you. You were kind of like my bodyguard in the sense. I remember yeah. we went out for Halloween uh And you guys were year. my bodyguard that year. Well, you were still kind of like my 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 guard because i had, was... like upgraded myself though to like wingman because then i started to work my magic with you like did. you and jojo you did yeah you're right yeah because and... that night we went to my first gay bar experience no way oh yeah you were so comfortable and yeah on the outside like i and yeah. like not that like i get like weirded no, 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 out or no. anything but like it was still it's a different comfort zone it is and like like a guy bought a beer for me and like talking yeah. eventually he was like you're straight, right? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I, you know, didn't want to say anything, right. but like, you know, I, I think I had my first hetero bar experience last weekend, and like, really? Yeah, like, it, like I was in full geesh, so like I was geeshed up. And what like, does that mean, geeshed up? Being in geesh is like, so I was in full face, like I was in drag. Oh, okay, like I was okay. in drag, and so is geesh? Is that like? Is is that reference to like geisha? I would assume so okay. because the culture in um oh god I'm gonna sound so ignorant on this podcast. It's okay, no, it's alright. And like Asia is that like men used to epitomize women in a way. So I don't know how the two are congruent. Um, I just know that the the two have overlap. I mean, it's just a culture and richness, and like it's a theatrical thing. And like drag comes from Shakespeare. Like drag is like dressed as girl. Uh, it was a an, is it an acronym? Oh. Yeah, so, like, that's where that comes from. So, like, all the different cultures of, like, theater, like, overlap. Say it one more time. Dr- drag is, uh, so, like, dressed as girl. So, DR would be the dressed oh, as girl. Oh, I never, oh, I'm writing that shit down. Yeah, so. So, I mean, there's a lot of culture to, like, what, um, what is it that I'm Well, more currently. history. There's a lot more history and a lot more theatrics. Right. I mean, like, that's how I came to doing drag is, like. Like, I'd done theater in school, and, like, after school, it was, like, okay, so, like, I'm just kind of here existing, and, like, I had continued dancing, and I continued, like, like looking for, like, I was doing burlesque work- workshops, I was doing aerial silks for a while, and oh, yeah, so, like, I, I was, I was f- you trying to... You were getting burnt up from that. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Um. So, I was trying to find all these different, like, avenues to, to be able to emote and be able to, like, like kind of uh, fulfill this, this desire to perform, and nothing was doing, like, nothing cut it. Huh. until I had started performing as right. Boy Gorge. Well, before we get into that, let's go back then. Yes. So before Starbucks, before everything. So like, mm-hmm. let's go back to high school. Okay. So you're doing drama and... So I was doing drama. So this will precursor into like, kind of like my coming out story of right, like, right. I grew up in Kentucky, um, born, raised up until middle school. And so my eighth grade year, it's so hard to re- to figure out what uh, like the grade like scale is but i believe it was eighth grade is like the end of middle school and so at that time i was at a football game like my dad was football coach my brother was like the football star and like how old was like how old your is it younger older brother yeah i have a younger brother and have a younger younger sister and my younger brothers he and i are 11 months apart oh okay different moms okay 11 months apart gotcha um so like because we were at a football game um it was like the high school that i would have gone to and i recall i had been talking to a counselor like like up to like about like feelings that I was having and like kind of like coming to terms with like like ideas that I had like right. I was in eighth grade I wasn't having sex and I wasn't like making out with boys or anything but right. like I definitely knew that like I wasn't attracted to like girls like I was more like friendly with girls and then like I was attracted to boys and so I was like but you didn't know how to like evaluate yeah. those emotions right yeah okay. I mean you just I mean you're coming from like being a kid where like everything's okay and like everything's cute to like your teenhood where like you're in school and like everyone is watching you 
Well, so. I guess that couldn't be said for adulthood as well. Well, even for 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 straight kids oh, God, at that yeah. age, because you're you go from like fourth grade to where everyone There's pretty so much, much looks the same, bodies are the same, mm-hmm. besides genitals, really. But then, like, yeah. you start to feel attraction. You start yeah. going through puberty, and like, yeah. you just had to go through it a different way. I than... went through puberty, and I went through like, uh, like kind of like, you know how people have like midlife crises. Like right. this was like a midlife crisis right. at like. 13 right and so because it's against the the culture normality yeah so it's not even just like a oh i'm gay right it's a oh shit i'm gay and like i have to hide this now right fuck yeah so i mean there's a lot of stigma you're right there's a lot of stigma as a heterosexual male a heterosexual female and then like a gay male and a lesbian male and then like bisexuality is a whole different like beast of like people just don't even want to like acknowledge that you can be attracted to both right like because so people want to put everything in like a black and white box right and so what they neglect it is makes the gray. sense what, what they neglect is the grayscale of things right. well because i'm sure it's easier to make sense of those emotions it, or at least it's you, easier you, to outcast people to be like oh so you're gay so like you're opposite of me and like you're lesser that's a good point but like if you're like bisexual it's kind of like okay so like how do i like categorize you like are you an outcast or are you like one of me and it's it's right it's a that really, is just really someone awful who's, social experience. In quotes, we, like just weird, but you're still one of us. Yeah, there's still you know? parts of you that I can relate to. Right. So whereas it becomes fuzzy for people, and I get the discomfort of it all, but at, at a certain point, you have to get over it. Like, well, it's right. Kind of like you have to get over that. Right. Shit. And that comes, like you said, like into. Yeah. It's harder for, for all kids at middle school oh, gosh, to yeah. to get into the um, to find that social norm, yeah. let alone accept someone who's different from it, like yourself. Yeah. But then as you grow... Well, because you're, you're going home and you're like, okay, so like my friend Ashton just, okay, so came out as gay. We'll, we'll leave it at that for right now. Right. Um, and so you have parents going, oh, well, like, no, that's not okay. So then the kid goes to school and it's like, I can't be friends with you because my parents say. So like right. parents have a lot more and parents know this. Like right. as you grow up and like with you having a child, like you'll realize the pool that you have with your daughter. Exactly. So um, in high school gosh it was like i had like i was just i was there like i was almost out of middle school and like i was about to go to high school like it would have been a completely but that would have been high school here in indiana so you were still no it would have been high school in in kentucky oh okay so like i was still i was in middle school in kentucky was at a football game and had like confided in my best friend that i had found this guy attractive and so she like just like halted everything she's like wait so like are you telling me that you're like gay and i was like yeah and like it was like it was really like hard and like emotionally like straining for me to tell my best friend that this was going on so like i like i wanted to keep it under wraps because she didn't take it the way you wish she would have taken it or yeah like she took it really well and, oh, like, she okay. was super cool okay. about it but then um she decided that it was her business to tell everyone else right then that's not that's not cool correct so because like, you didn't even a lot of you stigma. didn't even really come out to her you just kind of tried to like sneak it in mm-hmm. and just kind of see how she played yeah and which so, is like, fair enough I mean, right i mean that's your friend right you know that's 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 your safe we'll space be nonchalant about it and see how mm-hmm. you react and yeah. clearly she maybe took it well on the face but it took it well in a regards of like oh like i get to be like cool because like i'm friends with the gay kid right right like, and middle that's school why is she such an awful beast it. and like i can't even be like angry at her about what happened because like it's made me who i am today but like it was middle school and like, how did they react like whatever so so you came out then this was eighth grade this was eighth grade close to like finishing school i at the time i was playing basketball um my little brother was a football player my dad was the football like coach wow so um like things that and your night, family didn't know yet this was no. the first person you yeah. told so this was like a friday night football game okay so i had like the whole weekend to like like die um so told her 
and like she actually like, i can't even it's such a complicated situation so like she like outed me right to my like in front of my face to so, like, someone else yeah so like yeah. we were just like walking around and like we would run into other friends and like i would be like like distraught people were, like what's wrong with you and she'd be like oh like well like he's gay shit and so it's like holy like what what the fuck right like, what are you doing right now right. and like at the time like you kind of have to live in it and like own it so like i was like so like yeah it's, like, yeah, a it's lot either of, you freak out and look weak or uh-huh. just like yeah i'm here or like know? own it and so like with a lot of young like like lgbt youth is like whenever that happens they decide that they're going to flame it up and it becomes a lot worse of an issue than it should be right but you're just at such a vulnerable state that that's just that's just how you yeah. react how else yeah mm-hmm. so i ended up riding home with my parents and like i remember like going and like sitting on the bleachers with my parents and like i was like have they like have they heard like, oh so it was hurt? just spraying like wildfire oh, i mean i mean small town right we're at oh, this big college, like high school football game had you known anybody else that had come out at least yeah i knew a guy um that had come out and like my parents didn't take it very well and like we would like open older make... or just like somebody same distant? age he was my same age. oh like, we okay. were same age same okay grade. so you weren't the first no oh, okay um so like we would have open discussion about this kid like at home and like it was really like talked down upon and like uh and that's got to kill you hearing from them yeah. and knowing inside it's well and like... then to like feed into it yourself so like whenever right. your parents are doing it you'd begin to rip on it right because you want to redirect that con that uh that attention right to Mis- someone else misdirection, misdirection right. of yeah so that happened and a weekend went by and by monday of going back to school got to school i had no friends all my basketball buddies didn't want anything to do with me just cold shoulder or mm-hmm. straight like... up cold shoulder i was the, i was the joke like i was like like i was the weird kid now not even just the weird kid but like i was the gay kid so like right. they couldn't even like be associated with me and because like you're guilty by association at that age so i had been yeah. friends with this guy since like fourth grade so like we'd been friends for four years totally cold shouldered me wouldn't talk to me like he was he, of, of all the people to like pick on me and like make fun of me his was the loudest and it had to be to survive that situation right because he was the closest was, to yes. you and so he had to prove himself yeah. by saying fuck this guy like it's i didn't psychological know. Right. like pyramid of the situation right. like those who are closer to like alleviate said like uh direction like they have to they don't want to be classed into that. Like, they're just associated with Correct. like, well, my best friend's gay. I, I don't want people so to like, give people me shit. People are going to assume that like, I either knew or like, like whatever. Whatever right. that is, again, it was middle school. You can't hate people for that. Right. Because like you were saying, like the... Yeah, you take some, you know, you're a big man then because that... I don't know. I mean, I <laughs> at guess... At the time, I, no. At the time, no. Like, uh, obviously. At the time, right. it was rough. And like, I had been... I had like... I had started like... I had turned to like journaling. So like, I was like okay. journaling and like writing like stuff down and like my parents had found the journal and like they were like oh my god like the home situation like so like to get into the home situation came home that monday my brother cornered me in my bedroom and like i was like oh my god like this is it like he's gonna beat my ass he was like no 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 he was like what what the fuck is going on because he had heard he had heard so you hadn't you still hadn't still haven't the parents still don't know parents still don't know brother has me cornered in the bedroom and he's like listen like you're about to like unhail some like shit here. And I was like, yeah, I know. And so like, I told him like what had happened and like who had outed me. And he was just like a, f- a fucking course. And like, so my brother and I were super cool. So he was having your back still like shit. He had my back, but, but like at the same time, he too had to go on guard because right. he was going to get a lot of shit for stuff. Well, and probably from your parents too. I mean, you're, yeah. 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 So, um, I told my brother what my plan had been. Cause I had, I'd been seeing it there, the counselor at school prior to this. And so like, her advice to me was oh like kind of feel out your friends and like your family and like see where they stand on it and then kind of make your move and so like 
me telling my friend like this guy's really attractive was that was that was my way of like and then that i mean just bit off more than i could chew right so so like with everything happening like everything i had to happen at an accelerated rate so i had my dad called into the school and so my dad like comes into the school and he's like you had your dad called in yeah yeah my dad called the counselor the counselor called him okay so like i'm sitting in the counselor's office my dad comes in like my dad's full-on panic my dad's like are you okay like what's going on i'm just like emotionally just like drained at this moment and so my dad sits down and he's like, like, what's like the, the counselor walks out and I just, I like, I just looked at him and I said, dad, I'm gay. And I was like, and I'm like, I don't even know. I was like, but I just like think, and like, this is how I'm feeling. And my dad was just like, you know what? Okay. Like, okay. And like, I mean, wow. just like any dad, like, like any dad would, he not was just, any dad like, processing it. Oh, pro- okay. I mean, he's processing it. And so like, he seemed, he seemed super like, like for being a football coach and like, like right. being this like really like masculine man seemed to like handle it really well and like it was like really like fuck like i had been like sweating this because like like so many people like will tell you like when they come out there's like this weight there's this like non-existent weight that's on you and it's it's a it's like a psychological weight of just like feeling distant from people like like the psychological aspect of like being gay and like coming out and that whole process is very exhausting i'm sure and so for me like because you're feeling dad, the pressure like you said of of people i go to school with my family you well, know, you you're no automatically placed no matter I mean, you are born not as much anymore but like it, it, as ch- as children for us yeah you are born and you are straight it's just it's you're it's born an people assumption. assume people it's assume your assumption. gender and they assume right. your sexuality right. and like you're 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 like molded into this category and right. once you kind of like surpass said category and then begin to expand into your own individual that's when like stuff gets weird right and so like now as an adult like i understand like at the time like and this is why i have no like malice for any of the people that i went to school with is because like it made me who i am like i can't go back and like blame people because what's done is done right i have to own up to what happened you know categorize those people as people who i could not trust and i mean there's again there's no malice there like i don't wish them any well there's nothing good that's going to come out of that wishing that person any right. like ill, Ill will so my dad and I are sitting in the the counselor's office. My dad is like digesting. I don't want to say he's okay with it or he's so, not okay with it. So real quick, it. so you had your dad called in to the school for like a mediator kind of purpose because you didn't want to tell, you were afraid to tell him at home? It was a safe space. Okay, it wasn't, right. I mean, it was more so I wanted to tell my dad. My dad and I were the closest. Right. Like my dad and I were super close. My dad took care of me. Like my brother was bigger than I was. And so. So the, the mother of the home at the time or at. at my stepmother. That was your stepmother. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So up to that point, everything's good. I go, I walk out of class. Like I, I feel like the, the weight is still on you because you're still having to like, you're in that, those channels of like who, who to tell and everything. And so got home, do my homework. I'm like eagerly anticipating like my dad getting home. Cause like, I'm like, cool. Like we're all going to talk and like, he's going to help me like tell my mom and like um, mom gets home and like, she can't even look at me. Like dad's already told her whatever conduct they had completely switched his like like how he felt about it right got the mob mentality mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. so they came in instantly began to like like at this juncture in my life i was being raised to be like southern baptist right and it's so, like this is kentucky so like it's like like what i know now to be like white privileged like the fullest extent so um so like there's a lot of conduct and like what you're what you're doing is wrong and like we love you as our son but like we can't support you as like being gay right and like again now like i like that's their that's their life like that's what they decided yeah. to do and that's that, how they that were geared. that's how they were taught that's the culture right. of that area mm-hmm. right you can fight it and waste your energy or you can like figure out how you're going to survive right and that's crazy that you just now 
mention the word survive like this this was the point it really is a survival moment this was the point in my life where i had decided that like my parents not to like run them through the dirt or run any parent through the dirt this is what they know but like at that point it was you're fending for yourself right like the people that have raised you and like loved you and taught you who you are and like these are the people that you look up to and respect have just turned you you. out have just turned you away so there was a lot of oh god there were so many like nights where like i would come home from school do my homework mom dad would come home and they would sit me on the couch like i'm talking like two to three hours of just like like laying into me oh really so it happened for like months so trying to just beat beat it out out of you yeah i was like like i was being like like counseled um, I had gone to like a specialized therapist and like like so they like psychological like to... conversion of the situation. Um, I had been in like so like being turned away from doing basketball and stuff is when I turned to theater. So you were turned away, or did you make the choice to not play basketball because of like the bullying, or was yeah? It a, I mean, like okay. it, I don't I don't want to say it was a choice because like had I had well, my way, I would have continued playing basketball. Of course, but like, I didn't know if like the coach or the sports administration no, said nobody like came up and was like that. Be play basketball. that would be a, that would be a whole different like that'd be huge beast. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it was more of like I don't feel safe. Of course, I don't want to make my friends uncomfortable because at this time, like like these are still my friends. Had the dust started to settle a little bit yeah, socially, like at least? lighter. No, oh god, no, no. no okay. I mean, we're in we're in middle school. These right. guys have to. It's a really fragile time. Like like now, studying like the psychological development of like LGBT youth and just like adolescents in general, it's a very fight or flight thing. Like right. like girls are taught to be one way, and like like there's a lot of social stigma that comes from that. And like even with guys, like guys experience it worse because they're told what they can and can't do will make them masculine or masculine. Right. And you got to defend that if someone you know challenges it, a teammate even yep. challenges that, either with physical violence or with just like being just completely like malicious and like bullying. That Were person. you ever like? Did they ever approach you? I was never physically physical? attacked. Okay. So like in middle school, like everyone was just more like verbally abusive. Right. And like I could handle that. Like I was like you know what? like whatever. Like right. you're all dickheads. Fuck yeah. Like you're all dickheads. So by the time I had like finished up middle school. It was a week before I was going to start high school. And so at the time, my mother um, was living here in Indy with her fourth husband. And uh, so I came up for a visit and I like slowly been like moving like, like, like it would like take like oh. this giant ass bag up to Indy. And like I was like the like, exodus. Like, moving. Yeah. 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 And so finally, like it was like the last load. And like I just looked at my mom and I said, listen, so I can't go back. And so like at that time, like my mother and I were in a really good place. And so she was like, OK, like tell me what's going on. And oh, would, she didn't know yet, and you're. She knew, oh, okay. she knew, and like, like the two of them were like trying to like, like, figure out like how to handle me. The um, two of them being the the stepfather, my my biological mother, and my biological dad were in cahoots. Oh, trying to figure out the situation, like okay. any parent. So they like, were talking at least. Okay. Yeah. So like okay. they knew. Everyone knew. I think I told my mom first. Oh, okay. Like a long time ago, like I had like, but that like that doesn't even seem relevant these days, right? Because at the time that I was living with my dad, um, I remember one one day vividly, um, I had was sat down at the dinner table and I was told to make a list of people I had to call and like tell because it was a if you're courageous enough to like make this everybody's business, then you're courageous enough to call people and let them know like this decision that you've made. And so at the top of the list was my grandmother, like my grandma. Oh God! So I call my grandmother. I'm like sobbing. Like I'm like like literally just like can't breathe like i'm hyperventilating and my grandmother is just so brash she was just kind of like why are you crying like what are you doing like why are you crying ashton like calm down and i was like i just can't like i just can't do this and she was like what what is it that you can't do and i said i can't 
So she's like, get your dad on the phone now. And so like, like, I don't know what the conversation was between the two. I don't know if my grandmother ever knew. Um, but I know that when my dad got off the phone with my grandmother, the list, the whole concept of the list had just like dissipated. Because of the way she handled it? I don't know. I have no idea how that situation unfolded. Did you talk? Did you end up getting on the phone with her after that? Or? Nope. So I saw my grandmother maybe like two or three more times until she had passed away. Like oh, shit. After the fact. Because like everything had just happened in such a, a fast-paced right. thing. Like like I, I was in that survival mode. So like everything was like very much like fight or flight. Like I have to make these decisions like now at like 13. God. I'm 13 years old and I have to with, make these with decisions. With no counsel from I have no parents. idea what I'm doing. I right. have no fucking idea what I'm doing. So like I had come up to my mom's for a weekend and at the end of the weekend, I just looked at her and I said, I can't go back. And so we sat down and we had a really deep conversation. And like at the time, like we would meet halfway between Kentucky and like Indy and like we would like do a trade off. And so like it was like an hour before the trade off. And like my mom was like, all right, so like you're not going back. And your dad had no and idea. So like I'm like crying and I'm like, thank you so much. And like, so the hour reaches where we're supposed to like meet. My, so like my dad's like calling and he's like, so like, where are you guys? And so my mom like went up to bat for me. was like, we're not coming. He's not coming back. Like we're taking him like we're taking him under our wing my dad flipped my dad was like i'll come get him and like i'll drag his ass and like it was just it was it was a really emotional thing because like not only is my dad having to go through like this like denial of like my son doesn't want to be with me but he's also having to go through this like it's just a whole psychological mess right so like um as a almost he would see it as a failure then if you not a failure but like he was taking it personally like right like, like a majority of parents do right um so so that whole situation had unraveled. I started school the next week here in Indy. In Indy. In Indianapolis. I mean, it was a completely different thing. Like, and I decided, like, I was already out. I'm not going back. Like, there was no turning right. back. Yeah. I'm why, not going. Why? You I'm already went through the hard that. part. Yeah. yeah of, I'm not going to go through that making hard fr- Yeah. Of making friends that assume you're straight. And then you mm-hmm. got to tell the news a couple years yeah. later and go through that bullshit again. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, yeah. Good so, time. like, so, like, going through high school is a lot worse. And especially when you're the new kid and when you're an infeminate new kid right? and you're the gay new kid. And so like, there were a lot of like, like of the like, like upperclassmen gays that wanted to like take me under the wing. And I was just like, like, I just want to like make friends. Like, I just want to be like a normal kid. Like, I just want this to be my life. And like, and this was that, you went to Perry? I went to Whiteland. Oh, Whiteland. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like, um, I think within my first year of Whiteland, um, the gym class, like of all the classes, gym classes, I love gym very active like i'm very like physically like i love sports like i was mm-hmm. playing basketball whenever it was like younger and like soccer and like all these sports it's like having sports taken away from me like i was like well what the fuck do i do now right so my freshman year of high school i was in gym class and like gym was going well and like i was the new kid and then like once everybody was like oh he's the he's the gay new kid things be get like got unsafe for me to be in the locker room with, really like, mm-hmm. so like it had gotten to a point where like uh one of the gym teachers would have to come in and like 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 be there while I was in the locker room to make sure that nothing happened. And then eventually it got to a point where I had to get like, I had to go get ready in a separate locker room. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's just ignorant. It's just, it's youth ignorance. Like looking at it now, like it didn't, it didn't like hurt me any to like have that kind of protection. But the same, I mean, it's just, it's, it is what it is. I guess. But yeah, I yeah. mean, you, if it's just you versus you have to take guys. those precautions. You have to yeah. take the precautions. There's to make no, sure that there safe. can't be shame in that. Mm-hmm. So that was my freshman year. And that was rough. And like, I was a hot commodity cause I was the new kid. So like I was getting like shit from the hetero community, but then like in the gay community, like I was a hot commodity. So Everyone like, wanted. Yeah. So like I was dating like upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. I think at this time, like I had started dating like a sophomore in college. And so like, I mean, things were, things were good. Wow. So how was that culture then 
coming into it, Whiteland's pretty big. So mm-hmm. you say like the the gay upperclassmen, the 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 gay culture of being. It was like a stepping take, stone between like Kentucky and like so like you saw like the southern hospitality of like Kentucky. Right. Say what you want about Kentucky, but like southern hospitality is a thing, and like so I was living in Whiteland, which was like southern Indiana, and like so you still have like the like the um the southern charm of like the southernness but then you have like the northern ideology of like progressiveness like it's right. whiteland and people will give whiteland shit because it's whiteland and like right. there's like undertone of whatever in that um but like there were there was a pretty decent sized gay population coming from where i was where there were like two like right. at whiteland there were there were like two or three in each class did you take solace in that knowing that you had some backup or i guess backups maybe not the right no word, i mean you can't I mean, no, because at that time I didn't have any concept of what a community you, was. Okay, right. Like at that I time I was just figuring out who I was as an individual. And so like a community ideology like came on later. Right. Where right. like people were like, like educating me. So like, I mean, the theater teacher was like this huge, I want to say fag hag. Like she was a huge fag hag. Like she was running the plays. And so like, it's so, like that had become like my new normal of like, I had to fit into these like gay social normalities just to survive. Right. Just to like, so that I would have like a social, like, like like life because like sports wasn't going to be a thing right people aren't going to allow me to do that so i started like auditioning for plays and like doing all that it's like this lady was like really like just supportive and like she was like super like it was fun because she would give me shit for being like a cliche or like whatever and like a really like fun way opposed like a really derogatory way because like people will like as adults we look at like the youth and you can see the potential inside youth like from the get go, see the potential as being gay. You mean just in or... people in general? Like you okay. can see people's potential of like, oh, like the passion that they have, and so like just as an individual, like okay. she saw me past being gay, okay, as being an individual, and like saw what I wanted to be doing. Well, that's and, like, that, I, that probably couldn't, and that's have real. Touched you more, correct? You know, to after all the shit you had been through, correct. to see someone that sees you more than mm-hmm. a gay kid. Yes, and it's like that was super nice, and so like it was at that point I had started like channeling myself into like working hard and like doing plays and like I think at this point I was like a part of like all these like honors communities so like I was doing like I was in publications so like at that time I was doing newspaper um I was in plays I was a part of like the the econ groups so like I was involved like I was I was trying to like create a circle of friends because like going there I'd already been the outcast so like it, now it's time to get like allies so like moving up through the ranks like I ended up being like yearbook editor I was the president of my arts honor community my senior year i was in the like we did a production of alice in wonderland which mm-hmm. is super funny that's been a common theme in my life we'll get to that okay um we did alice in wonderland my my senior year of high school who were you i was the sleepy dormouse at the oh, tea party okay nice yeah fun. it was super right. fun cool um and i also artistic directed the show wow so i made okay. the props and like made like what it was visually gonna Busy look like shit. and then i was like i loved it like well, right. i just love if having I... a nice workload yeah um but to like to jump forward real quickly um whenever i started performing here in indy like as boy one of my first productions that i did was an alice in wonderland like burlesque show and it completely like ruined alice in wonderland for me really i mean like not like because it was Who raunchy was but character? it was just like um i was the sensual tart for the queen oh, okay so, like we did like the through the looking ga- glass version where like she okay. has the whole tart scene and so, gotcha. like i was the sensual tart okay cool. so like it was super it was just super fun and like but yeah kind of comes back around full circle to yeah a little be bit. fun like, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah 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 so anyway so back to that then so you're your senior year of high school senior year of high school in production in production so like busy. my like social life is beginning to take off but like then my home life again is like beginning to like dissipate so like at this time my mother is going through her fourth separation 
um she is i mean it, it's a rough time like separating like now as an adult going through like breakups right um you know the emotional like you just you know how much that it just, hurts like, drains yeah. you and like the the pain that goes through that so like she was going through that and being a mother of someone who like she had me in high school so she wasn't able to develop and like do the adult thing well she wasn't able to do the like young adult things so, like go out and party so by the, oh, okay. this time i'm gosh so i was 13 four years go by so i'm 17 17 18 so at this time i'm able to take care of myself so she's going out all the time like she's she's newly divorced she wants to like she's trying to find herself again so like she's going out and like she's leaving me home with my sister who i'm having to like take care of and like not only am i having to do that but like it's weeknights so like i'm having to like take care of my sister kind of low-key make sure my mom's coming home like right. in good shape um and then like having to wake up and go to like have the drive to go to like go to school myself like there's and no probably way get to... your sister ready breakfast all that uh, shit. not really like my no. mom is usually was really in good shape by that time okay. to like get my sister okay. out but like i was like i was getting up and like walking to school because like i lived right across the road okay that's not a huge deal right um so like i was very much i had already i began to assume the responsibilities of an adult at a young age like even at 13 and deciding that i had to like reevaluate my living situation so Senior year happens. Mom's kind of a hot mess. Understandably so. I'm having to take care of my sister. My mom's wanting to like fight with me. Not not terribly. About about just whatever. Just just anything. whatever. Just, just you know loves stuff. the drama. Just finding some drama in everyday life. I don't I don't know. Just okay. whatever the conduct was. Right. Um. And then there were times where like my mom would pick fights with my sister, and so like I would intervene and like kind of take the brunt of said arguments, just so that like my sister could have like some form of like normality. Right. So, like, that went through, like, high school. And so my mom and I were pretty, like, rocky, like, from, from all that drama. And this is senior year. This is senior year of high yep. school. Mm-hmm. I had gone through the the avenue of, like, applying for college. And I got into Heron, which was, like, that was, like, a huge deal. Top five art school. Like, I was doing the damn thing. I didn't have a car. I didn't have my license. So, like, it was just, like, there were a lot of pieces missing from the puzzle that my parents were supposed to equip me with. And they, it wasn't happening. So my freshman year of college comes along. And so I think I made it through a full semester of, like, my mom driving me to school, dropping me off, picking me up. And, like, so there's a lot of drama there with, like, her being, like, I can't believe I have to, like, pick you up from school and, like, drive you. And I was, like, well, like, you know, if you would have, like, taken the initiative to, like, help me get my license, like, we wouldn't have this issue. Like, it's, like, this is a product of your negligence. Right. So, you know, it is what it is. And I'm sure that... Did that hit home with her at all? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, like, it's, again, this whole defensive, like, psychological nature of, like you've done something wrong. Right. And opposed to being like the adult about it and being like, you know what? You're right. Let's fix this. It was, well, fuck you. Like, whoa, well, why you're so ungrateful. That kind of conduct. Right. Not healthy. That's not healthy to a no, child. It's not. That's the type of conduct like you see between like frenemies or like something, but you don't see that between a parent and like they're a child. Right. It's completely, it's just completely inappropriate. It, it, it's the job of the parent to take the high road. It's the it, job it, of the parent to take the high road, take care of their child. There were nights she would threaten to like punch my teeth down my throat. There were nights that we'd be driving home from like Jesus. Indy and she would like like I'm telling we're like on the far left lane and she would like swerve all the way over to the right like to the median like like just to scare you? No, no, no. no. We or were like to- stop and she'd be like get the fuck out. Like get the fuck out of the car. Like I'm leaving here. And did you have her? No, no, no. There no. was never a moment where like it actually happened but like it was just, I mean it was the scary. Threat, the threat was The threat there. of it alone is right. like physically like and psychologically like like jarring because this is your parent right so at this time i was in college she met a guy september septemberish late we'll say late october early septemberish by december they were engaged so that wow. wasn't even a month wow wasn't even a month and so i was like okay like that was really quick 
And, so and you she, can't be like a voice of reason here. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. Like, I, I'm not somebody that she respects or somebody, right. whatever. So, right. Like, that ship has sailed. So it came down to this guy lived in Texas. Pass me some of that, that champagne. Yes, we're, absolutely. We're, we're popping it's bottles in here. Um, so at this point, this guy lives in Texas, and so she wants to move down there. And I was like, I'm not. Like, I've, I've gotten to this art school that I want to go to. Like, I'm not leaving. And so she was just kind of like, okay, well, like I'm going and like, this is what I'm going. So like, you need to figure out where you're going to be whenever I'm gone. It's like, okay. So like at this time, it's my second semester of college. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Like I'm struggling hard. So the time comes, it's like winter-ish. Like, yeah, it's like late winter. Cause it's like whatever time of year it is now. Um, and so I'm being, she's still taking me to school. I finally get a car from my dad. My dad and I come what somewhat come on to like speaking terms. Um, but like I haven't I haven't seen him since so I like ran away. He didn't come to graduation. He or... came to graduation. Okay. Like he okay. did all like the parental things. Like it's right. it's a weird thing to like be like, oh like he just like disappeared. Because he didn't. Like he still wanted to be a part Was of the Was it life. just kind of going through the motions though yeah. at that point? Because like yeah. you know, when you graduate there's all the open yeah, house, ceremonies, whatever. And it, yeah. whether you're really in it and or I'm, not, you're I'm, still there. And I mean, I'm still daddy's boy. Like I right. still love my dad. It's just, we have this, like it's, it's, it's a tricky situation to be right. in. So I go through graduation. That's my senior year. But like now I'm like, I have a car, I have my license. Like I'm a little bit more on my feet than I was before. And I'm getting in a car accident, which was like low key, like took care of that, had insurance. And this was right around my, the time my mom was like, I'm moving. Like I'm, I'm going to be moving. Like, where are you going? And so I was just like, I'll figure it out. Like, don't worry about it. And so I ended up getting thrown out. I ended up getting thrown out of my mom's house. And so like, it was a huge deal. Like I was in the process of already like moving out, but like I came home, we got into an argument and she started like carrying my boxes like out and like was putting them in the yard. And I was like, you don't live here anymore. Wow. Was this just yeah, because I mean, just of the like, Was this because of the new husband? There was or? a lot going on. There was okh. a lot of benefiting factors. Her and I were arguing all the time. Um, the new husband was like kind of an instigator. Like he's kind of a dickhead. Um, I don't know him very well, but I've heard some stories. No, fair enough. I'm, you have just voice enough. You can say whatever you want. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to speak to this gentleman cause I don't know him. Um, so like she ends up moving to Texas and that's where she is currently. And like, there is malice there, but I mean, it's not anything like that. I'm like harboring. I wish her all the best. I just don't want that kind of toxicity in my life because fair. what I'm doing and like what I've already overcome at this point in my life, like it's kind of like you just keep moving forward. And so like I'm moving forward and I'm going to school and like I'm having to like find a, a steady job that I can support myself on and like I have to just like find somewhere to live. So I that's when I came to Starbucks. And so like So now that we're getting into that, mm -hmm. so so your past so so now this, this is, is like this is like early like so like this is what normally is like, like you're the what like best years of 19 like, or no 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 you were 20 20 yeah. you were 20 because you turned 21 like right when i started yes. yeah i remember that <laughs> yeah so so you're 20 mm -hmm. and you know you're gay but you're not you're not are you like in a scene yet or like in the no i mean i'm culture? just graduating i'm just graduating high school i'm still dependent on my 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 you know crazy ass mother so then how do you start finding your way then into your the culture you're in there was, now it was just a really it was just kind of like a hit and miss like you can have like these goals and aspirations of like i want to be like really involved and like i want to like march and like blah, blah blah and so i'd always like heard of pride and like wanted to go to pride but like never could 
like I didn't have a car I didn't have friends who had cars like I just kind of like be a bystander and kind of like see what's going on in the world and like just like kind of absorb it so like had a worldliness of like what was going on in the world so like like I knew like LGBT like the gay Mardi Gras and like Sydney was a thing and like the life ball in Venice was a thing and like these were huge events happening in the world so like it gave me hope because I knew that there was a broader there was a there was a world outside of the world that I was living in that right. was waiting like I was waiting for it it was waiting for me I just had to get through the like channels that I was at currently which were just just normal adolescence and but this is this is still in high school though this like, is still in high school this. so once you graduate though these paths I don't even know because like at that point like it was just a lot of like it was just a lot of like I was literally fighting for what I had right I was fighting to make a living was fighting to find a home i was fighting to like make friends because like you have all this shit going on and like you're trying to like maintain like friendships with people and like i have friends who are like witnessing what's going on and they can't do shit about it right they can only be there as my friend and then you can't even like sympathize with what i'm going through well and that's what i mean more by the culture aspect of mm -hmm. it because yeah there there are the i guess for lack of a word the the stereotypical culture things like like pride and like the yeah the, the big headlining items for yes. the, the gay culture but i'm like, talking like even like making friends like and, locally and going it was just a lot of school like i was just meeting a lot of people in like class and like so like i had like a lot of really great friends like i had a friend shelby and i danced with her and i had a friend emma and like her and i would like go and like she was like my like i don't want to say hippie friend but like she was my fucking hippie friend like right. this girl was like ready to take on the world and like that inspired me like i was like i want to i want to be like emma and i want to like i want to like take on the world too but like emma's aesthetic was very much like just women's rights being a woman like you have you kind of have that responsibility right. um being extremely extremely like environmentally aware and like she was just, I mean, just a kick-ass girl like i surrounded with myself with all these like inspiring people it's like that kind of was the precursor of like what am i gonna do to be that person right and so um so graduating high school like and having those friendships and going into college I was meeting fellow artists, but like everyone at Heron is very, it, it's not that they aren't good people. It's just like, these just aren't people that like, I'm necessarily going to like click with because we have right. different aesthetics. Um, and so, and plus like in the artist world, it's competitive. You're right. an artist. You to yourself. You're yeah. an artist competing with other artists. And then at this point in college, I'm in like the general ed classes. So I'm in like English classes with like engineers and like physics people. So right. I'm like the weird art kid like right. already. Right. Like right. I'm the weird art kid. It's like, I'm yeah, being outcasted people, again, but, but that's like the thing in college though, those people come and go, especially at a big school. Yeah. You don't and you, like you don't have to give a fuck about yeah. maintaining. You're not. I mean, you might see them on campus, but you don't know yeah. them. You know, you don't know these people. You have. You, that's the great thing about colleges. You have your friends. Mm -hmm. You have your bubble, and that hasn't that you come on until recently. Because really? honestly, like yeah, I mean, like my freshman year and like sophomore year, like. It was very much still like that fight or flight of like, these people aren't going to accept you. Like it was stuff that I was already accustomed to because I'd already gone through it with my parents. Right. I'd already gone through it with like friends in like middle, middle school. I had already begun to like gauge like people for who they were based off of like, you know, um, just assumption of like their characteristics, which is like, it's shallow, but at the same time, it's, it's a way of surviving. It's just, it's, it's again, psychology. So I didn't take too much time to like go out of my way to make friends because at this time I was still like kind of messy so like a lot of my friends came from work and so like I like this is where I begin to like meet you and like I begin to meet like other inspiring people that I felt a kinship with and so right. like that was you and that was Jojo and that was Elena and that was Melidia and like so like like literally I felt sorry for anybody else that we worked with because we just shut the shit down. We did. We would work was, together. God, I think about it all the time, man. It I was have so no much sympathy. Fun. I have no sympathy because we were not. We weren't like. 
we weren't like berating around Starbucks, like, oh, you're not in our clique, like, fuck you. Right. And we we loved were very everybody. like accommodating and yeah, very much like, like we knew yeah. we were good workers yes. and knew what we were doing. Yes. But and we were good friends. Hell of a time. We were just good friends. We all just right. clicked. Like, yeah. there's a co- there's just a common nature in all of us that just it just synced. Well, this is the story that I wanted to tell that we were talking. Oh dear God. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna be blessed. So you were in the window taking orders, and I was your uh, your DTO. Yeah, your DTO drive through. Was it drive through order? Drive through order taker. No, 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 no. I was making drinks. So what is that? Oh, you're my my bar. You were my okay, yeah, I was bar. your drive-through bar. See, I don't even fucking remember the the terms. But you're so you're taking orders and taking money. That was before they kind of put the two people in the window. I'm still doing that. Anyways, uh, I'm making drinks and you're talking to this guy in the window, just you know, big guy, like real muscular, and you were talking so to my him type. just just oh yeah, he was your type, and you were just kind of flirting oh, with my him. God, you remember? And yep. he was like. Or you, he said something, and you said, "Well, I bet you just you could throw me across the room." And I, I just real under my breath, I go, "Steady now!" And you start dying. You start dying. Oh my god! You got so embarrassed. I was it's so so funny. much fun. It's it so was much, so much fun. You have like you just have so much like trade, which is like like attractive people coming through right. Starbucks, like oh, going yeah. to get their drink, and like whether whether or not like you actually have intentions of like pursuing said individual it's just fun to shoot the show with your it's friends a con- elena it's a was the booster. only person who had like viable like flowers numbers she got flowers, bro. Oh, i got my, some numbers every day i got some numbers oh, fuck all of you yeah oh i got all I got of some you oh, yeah. good for you guys That's i got fantastic. one slip to me on a uh oh, oh god damn it the uh, sleeve on a sleeve yeah. through the window and, and like, that's how I met Chris. Like I met Chris, and like Chris led me his number. But like Chris and I had like established a friendship. Right, you guys were, yeah, we just, were good friends. But even then, it's still. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll take it. I met. I mean, I met a lot of people through Starbucks because like Chris and I are still friends. Like right. we're very close, and like Chris was like a really good friend of mine. You know, when we all kind of went our ways, like Melodia went up to like upper management. Elena was off performing, and like you and Joe like were doing your thing, and so like yeah. we all just kind of like went our ways. I turned into a huge dickhead whenever like I got like. We got to each other's like, throats. We, There's we, a lot we of almost, We had some words at some it's point. It's a super stressful like, work it is, environment. Yeah. I mean, I, so, like, you know, I didn't blame you, but you right. know, I remember we had, some, uh, we had some times. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, getting into the Boy Gorge world. So yeah, right. I left. You know, We would see each other when we'd see each other. You'd come to my shows. Yeah. Um, we did Halloween. Halloween was a big thing for me. I had bought heels and like I was super That like, was a big nervous. Deal because I was we had guys so working nervous. on the bathrooms, like construction guys, and you Oh my god. You came out and I had never I that was my first time seeing you. I mean, obviously I, I wasn't like in, I wasn't in face, but like this was a yeah, this was before this was a whole different this, beast. This was before face, but you were leather pants, no shirt, super high heels like I, I don't even those. know how you did it. I still and have them. you walked out and those guys just turn their head it was so fucking funny because i knew yeah. you were trying to be like strong strong like I'm do- like- was that your first time like yes okay i figured because okay. i mean i had like like secretively like pranced around my mom's heels like whenever right. i was a teenager and like it became a thing where like my mom would be like why are my heels so stretched out and i was like oh like i've been wearing them she's like well like thank you like these were new and like they needed to bring oh, it well, in. It's so, like, it was like a win-win. And right, so like, right. I mean, so like, then I just fucking started doing it. And so right. like the precursor to like my queer life as an adult was like, my mom was like super supportive of it. And like, like I admired that in her, but like, just like relationship wise of like a, a, a parent and a child, it wasn't there. And like, again, I don't hold malice towards that, you know? Right. There, there are circumstances outside of that, that 
applied to that and I wish her the best but like I'm living my life and I don't have room for that kind of that kind of toxicity I, you, you gotta wonder if she's she's gotta feel some sort of pride maybe of of she's having some issues she's having some issues currently of like she she's at a very like point where like she still can't realize like what it is that she did oh that kind of like made me so like deterred from So maybe some regret she has i mean the regret comes in after you kind of accept like it's a process of like she'll have to come to terms with like what she did okay and she's just not there she's not there yet she's not there and like you know if she gets to that point and like i feel the need that i'm in a like psychologically like stable enough place to like uh, kind of pursue that then like maybe but like that's not my priority right now yeah of course so like going into like like post like our friendship and post right. like you guys being like hella hella supportive like there were nights I think I think Halloween night came around I had bought this like sexy ass costume and I was ready like I was ready to, like, yeah, that on, wasn't even was a costume we were dudes. you were in pants and heels yeah I was wearing <laughs> pants and heels and I think I had a couple like belts strapped to my chest it oh yeah you did you fuck. did shit yeah so I think and I like, was some goofy pirate with like a monkey on I loved shoulder. it so much oh, it was, so it, was the, it was so much fun we had so much fun so I think that night like it had came to and I was like, guys, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out. Like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to wear my heels. Like, I'm not. So I guess I'm just I just gonna, don't like, remember the, the inner turmoil that you must have been feeling. I guess I don't remember that part. It was just a lot of like, eh. It was just the social aspect of, of course, it. Like, I, did, I had no idea this, what I was getting into. Right, I was getting, newly 21. You're stepping into the scene and uh, in a big, big way. Big fucking way. Right. In you're like, you're walking way. into this place like, this is me. Yeah. And here I come, bitch. And I mean, people were super, like, super, super supportive of it. Oh, yeah. It was Everyone was so fun. They loved <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, I was so many dudes that night. It was the best. Oh, it was you? amazing. Oh, yeah. Shit. Like, while you and JoJo were off doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, like, after was... I after I had engaged that situation, I was like, all right, right it's time for me to go now make house. Now it's time for dudes. you to go shit. It's time yeah. for me to go make house with some dudes. And I, like, I remember there was this guy, and, like, this was probably, like, one of the most foreign things ever. But, like, we were making out, and I was like, this is fun. And, like, I can make out with dudes forever. Right. And then, like, he went to, like, undo my pants. And I just, like, grabbed his hand and looked him dead in the eyes. And I said, there's nothing down there for you. And I, like, oh, walked away. shit. And I just walked away. I was like, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. Well, and that's so, that's part of that empowering. That's another empowering yeah. moment. It's like, these are my boundaries as of now. Yeah, I may be a sexual object in regards of, like, the way I what dress. Wearing, but at the right. same time, like, You're no still a person. No. Right. Yeah. No means so no. moving on then so that was the big it was i wouldn't say turning point but like that was your first we went out big a lot. moment we went out a lot and like you guys were just like and like you guys were there in terms of like being extremely supportive like i don't think you understand like the like the weight that i put on you guys as my friends to like help me like come to terms with who i was as like just a person because like being gay was one thing but then there was like this in, internal turmoil of like not feeling comfortable in my body of like right. You know, I, I realize that I'm a dude and I'm fully comfortable with that, but there's something else. There's some, there's more to it. Right. And so by this point, this is where I was doing like the burlesque workshops and dancing and like the silks. Mm. And so I was trying to appease like this, like performing aspect. Cause like post high school, I wasn't in productions anymore. I wasn't, I wasn't able to like emote or like have that outlet or have even that like camaraderie or community of the theater community in high school to like have. And so I was looking for that and there were like occasionally be like campus, like drag shows like I would go and like I was just like I was living like I was like these women are amazing and so like I began to like toy with the idea of like maybe like maybe like that's something I should do and I was like but like I don't want to be like a woman and then I found out that like male entertainment was the thing which is like men impersonating men in a hypersexual way because that's how you perform you don't you you do the the 
what is what it's like a blur between the two yeah it's like a blur between you don't have you don't do you do do a wig right i don't do a wig all the time i mean i do wigs occasionally it's it's extremely the mystery of like boy gorge is like is captured in like you don't know what to expect right i don't know how i'm gonna feel that night it's very much a way for me to emote because like with a lot of these characters a lot of the characters are characters right but for me boy gorge is a is a side of me and now like through the depth and like the dugging the digging and like just like being this persona boy has been with me since i came out in high school this has been the person that has carried me through all this shit wow wow it's almost like literally your guardian angel that's been inside you the whole time literally wow Huh. I it's, never would yeah, have like, thought of it like that. It's just it like it just hits you. And now you're able to put this savior. I'm able to out. give this person the, pers- the 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 attention that they deserve. Well, we were talking about that earlier. It's the would it be please correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Is it would it be called it would Boy Gorge be a character of yours or how does the terminology? I don't want to say I, I I generally don't know because like oh, okay. I am an entertainer. Right. And I like, I play up because like entertaining is fun because I mean, I get to do what I do in the privacy of my home. I get to, you know, put on a strap on my heels and like get in like face and like do these things. And like, I get to go and I get to share that with people. Right. And so like boy then becomes like this guardian for other individuals. Right. Which is so much bigger than me. Because like as an entertainer, I'm, I'm it's extremely narcissistic environment because like you're worshiping yourself in regards of like, you're like, you're making yourself pretty. It's just, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's it's a healthy form of like whatever. But, but couldn't you but argue that than like, you are making this, I for lack of better words now that I've said it, the, mm-hmm. the guardian angel in you pretty. You're not, I mean, you're of course putting the... I'm just putting like a face to it, I guess. Right, you're putting a face to that that persona that mm-hmm. that carried all that burden that got you through the shit. Um. It's, I mean, this has been a new realization for me of okay. like, boy has been like, I mean, I'm in therapy once a week. Okay. So like, there's a lot of like turmoil of like, so like when I first started, it was like, so like I have this performing persona and so like, as we've, as we've like dug, it's like, eh, like I see so much of persona. Like, cause like there were a lot of times where I like differentiate like Ashton and boy. And it's like the two are the same person. Right. Where has boy been for the duration of my life? Like, where has this person come from? And so it's come from the hurt. It's come from the struggle. It's come from the independence. And so like, I pride myself of that independence. And so, like, boy just seems to be the natural, like, face to that person. Wow. And so, like, th- I mean, that just, that does so much for me as an individual. And so, like, through um, my relationship with my ex-fiance, I lost that person. And I lost who Ashton was, and I lost who boy was. And so, like, going through the breakup of that situation, I had to find these two individuals again. And, like, boy had, like, surfaced his head in regards to, like, getting me out of, like, leaving an individual who had cheated on me. Like, finding that strength to be, like, I'm going to leave. Right. Cause like a lot of people stay in that situation. So like, I was like, like the day I found out, I was like, get, get your shit and get the fuck out of my place. Right. So like, that's a strength, internal strength. And I, I, I give that credit to boy, but like boy and Ashton are the same person. So like, it's so almost like a Clark Kent Superman situation. That's kinda, what, that's what I've I mean. been thinking. Like you have, you know, Ashton Drake Ross barista by day. Yeah. You open the shirt and I'm like this, there's boy gorge, sexy ready. kitten. Yeah. Ready to by go. Night. Yeah. So, so we're going to have to wrap this up here okay. soon, but, um, this has been so much fucking fun, dude. Yeah. This is, we're, we're doing this again. Because uh, yeah, we, I definitely there's, think we have that. There's a part two. There's, got, there's a part two here. Yeah, I, I want to hear Gorge more about who Boy Gorge yeah. is. This has been um, like the precursor. The, yes. The, yeah. The, the prequel to what is about to come. Hopefully 
over and over again to yeah. just keep hearing the story and yeah. the updates of what you're doing. So where can people see you at? Yeah, now? I have. Um, so I have a uh, two night residency here in Indianapolis at Sony's Closet. Um, we do a show every. Now where's that at? Uh, it's on the east side of Indianapolis, off of uh, it's 4846 East Washington Street. Washington Street. Okay. Um. So that's a nice little like. Uh, whenever I explain it to people, it's like Cheers, except if like Cheers was a gay bar. Right. So, like it's really inviting. Everyone's welcome. I have a couple projects up my sleeve. Um, and like I do like stuff with my performing persona, which we can get into part two of this of this podcast yeah. um, that you can keep up with. And that's all going to be accessible with the hashtag of who is boy gorge. Right. Um, and you can follow that on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. now. So your name on Instagram yeah, to give who is Boy Gorge? Who is Boy Gorge? That's, Boy Gorge. that's okay. the uh, brand for my persona, and it is a it has a housing brand of the House of Boy, and so these are other. Lost I wondered about queer that individuals. That was, yeah, what mm-hmm. is that? Hash- so these are other individuals within the community who don't have homes or don't have parents who come wow. from similar situations, um, but also like a creative team for me to kind of like bounce ideas on, and so like um, fans, like it's a fan base, it's a family, it's a family of queer individuals because as 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 an out as a bystander to the community you would think that there would be this like warmth of the community and there's not there's there's discrimination that happens within the community really um, and yes and so i'm able to provide for other people that i feel close to a safe space day or night give me a call i'll get back to you if you need something i'm going to be there and wow. these are the people who are also going to be there with me to help you get through whatever situation is that you need to get through so like in the future like whenever i'm not performing i want this brand and like persona to live on with other individuals or like you know businesses that i you know could potentially like embark on or like um one idea that i have is like a foster home like a foster home for lgbt youth because like that's a huge like hiccup in the system of like um like orphanage is like a lot of people don't want to take in lgbt youth and like right there's such a, a a large number of like lgbt individuals who are on the streets doing drugs prostituting themselves out to live wow and so, like, if you can, like, give them the structure that I did, I was able to find for myself through, a, like, a foster care type environment of, like, okay, so, like, you're 13, you have to get through high school, and then I'm going to help you, like, get through high school, and, like, we're going to, like, sit down and we're going to figure out where you're going to college or, like, what you want to do with your life, and I'm going to set you up for success so you don't have to worry about having to be on the streets. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm Is there a way to 24 support years that? old. Um, not currently. Not right currently. now, the only way you can support it is just to support the boy. Okay. And get me to a more national level. Let's I'm do it. Pretty well Let's known here it. at Indy, and so I'm pretty optimistic. Let's build it up. So I'm okay, pretty, so this is optimistic. your episode. So what are we going to call this? You take ownership oh within you know three to five words. What I feel like call this should this? be like the origin, like the origin story. So origin of yeah, Blake and then we'll do part two okay. of. We'll get into the meat all right. Of that's what we're gonna do. All right, so we're gonna do part two with Boy Gorge here talking about everything else the shenanigans hopefully part three who knows this could be a re- i don't know thing. i don't know if you want to have me back for part oh, three no, let's do it <laughs> let's do it so all right thanks everybody we'll see you next week uh appreciate it and uh, we'll see you next time